about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And how are you, Natalie? Mm, I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah, I guess. Okay. How are you? Uh, I guess I'm uh, okay. I'm not sick for the first time in like You still have a, a bit of a hack sometimes. It hangs on and also there's been allergy issues. I think we talked about them last week. Yeah. In fact, I, was, I didn't take my medicine. I'll have to do it after, we, after we're done podcasting. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I think I'm pretty much okay. It's been uh, a soggy week or so here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in the uh, holiday season. We're oh yeah, the, we're all decorated. We're up. I think, I think we talked about this last week. I can't remember. Mm, I don't think we did. Oh okay. Um, maybe I talked about it on my other podcast. Um, about our um, our lights and our tree. Yeah, I might have. I can't remember. I don't think you. Did. Well, I don't know if you did. I didn't listen to. It was a five hour long episode. Yeah, I definitely didn't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have one podcast where I talk about network sitcoms. <laughs> From <laughs> 10 to 20 years ago. And then I have another podcast where I spend five hours talking about the films of Jean-Luc Godard. Um, this is the duality. Of, I contain multitudes, as mm -hmm. Walt Whitman said. Mm -hmm. Or as Bob Dylan said that Walt Whitman said. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Um, I'm on a silly one, I guess. Uh Let's, uh, here's what we do on this show, if you're new. We watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother, and we compare and, and contrast and, and come up with similarities and, and talk about all sorts of things. Uh, we have fallen into this habit of watching a day, or sometimes two days in this case, before yeah. we record. Yeah. I don't love it. I think the show is, honestly, I think the show is better when we <laughs> watch and then immediately record. Um, because, and also because I forget what the episodes are called uh, uh so season we're on season four episode six season four episode six of friends is called the one with the dirty girl season four episode six of how i met your mother Natalie, can you remind me is it called happily ever after happily ever after. happily ever after season four episode six those are the two shows where two episodes we're watching we're gonna put a pin in happily ever after it can wait it's ever after right mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about friends season four episode six the one with the dirty girl so, um, we start, everybody do a shot of espresso. We start at the perk. Yeah. Um, the whole gang is watching as Ross, uh, ends his date, I guess, at the perk, which is like, I don't know. How late are they there? I don't know. Um, yeah, all hours. Uh, and, and they're like, uh, kissing and smooching and, and, uh, uh, it's Rebecca Romaine. Um, and, yeah. and that's, and that's cool. Good for Ross. He's very, very happy. Um, uh, but that's kind of, and then like Rachel was trying to like pretend like she's not, I mean, she isn't happy, but she's trying to like pretend like she doesn't care or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that's the cold open. And the main thing we, uh, uh, Chandler got a book for Kathy, Padgett mm -hmm. Brewster. Mm -hmm. So Joey and Padgett Brewster, Kathy or with a, Kathy with a K are still dating. Yeah. Um, and Chandler got her a birthday present, <laughs> which I feel like. If your roommate was dating someone for two weeks, you wouldn't like. No, like Joey wasn't wasn't even going to get her a birthday yeah, present. Yeah, um, so obviously it's because he is so in love. Uh, he got her uh, an early edition 
um, copy of The Velveteen Rabbit, which was her favorite book as a child, which she learned from actually listening when she talks, which Joey doesn't do. Um, did you like The Velveteen Rabbit? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I did, too. Yeah. Yeah, I cried. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. My sister yeah. was in a um, like a stage musical. Whom did she play? She was a tin soldier. Oh, okay. Or um, not a tin soldier. Um, I don't know, whatever. Like a, okay. one of the soldiers. She wasn't the hobby horse or whatever? She wasn't the hobby horse, no. Um, okay, so then um, <clears throat> Monica's... Um, uh, oh, Monica's... Had, she had to turn down a catering job because it was like for 60 people. Um, there's a very funny line in relation to that, which we'll get to in Funniest Moments. But Monica had to turn down a catering job. She's like, I don't have the equipment to go for 60 people. Um Joey comes over with <laughs> with Kathy with a K, um, and there's a funny moment there. I don't know if that's in your funniest moments. Um, she asks, like, oh, can I have the key to your apartment, Joey? And he's like, why? And she, like, whispers in his ear, and he's like, oh, you could pee here. And she's like, I certainly Thank can. You. Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so she goes into the bathroom, and Joey's like, I don't know what to get her for her birthday. Oh, you were saying, at first they were like... What are you going to get her for her birthday? And yeah. he was like, do I have to? Right. Because there's like um, Chandler mentions some other ex and he's like, uh, what did you get so and so for her birthday? And she's like, she didn't have a birthday. He goes, she, she didn't have a birthday while we were dating. And Chandler goes, for three years? We're dating three years. <laughs> Which is hard to imagine Joy being with someone for yeah, three years. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but uh uh, so he's freaking out. Meanwhile, Rachel is trying to do the crossword puzzle on her own. She's trying to do some uh, brain exercises, yeah. uh, I think. Good for her. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she doesn't want any help is the thing. Yeah. That's her thing. She doesn't yeah. want any help. Um, let's see. Oh, I forgot. Okay, I'm all over the place. Uh, Phoebe gave Phoebe lent Monica the money to get the equipment for the catering job. Yeah, so right? Monica was going to have to turn down a job because she didn't have... Yeah, I, I said that part. Okay. Yeah, but then Phoebe was like, I'll lend you the money um, uh, f- for that. So, we like, the next day, Monica's, like, the funeral went well. She, like, used the money to buy more stuff, whereas Phoebe's like, I wanted to get paid back. And she's like, well, I got another job. You come with me and, and it'll pay back. It's another funeral. She's... Uh, uh, it's they're like both guys who died in the same car accident. It's like we're kind of dark. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'm the official caterer for this car accident or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, then Ross goes home with Rebecca Romaine, uh, whose character's name is Cheryl, right? Uh, yes. Yes. I think. I think it's Cheryl, but like sometimes it sounded like he said Sarah, but I think it's Cheryl. Um, I think it is Sarah. I wrote it down somewhere. Hold on. Let me look at the, uh. See what IMDb says. It's the internet movie database, but they have TV show stuff too. Um, season one, episode six. Rebecca Romaine's character is named Cheryl, according Cheryl. to the. Okay, so you're, you're right. Yeah. Um, and Cheryl's apartment is filthy. Yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, Gretchen's apartment from You're the Worst, right? Totally, yep. <laughs> um, hopefully, she doesn't eventually accidentally set it on fire with her vibrator. Yeah. Which is what happened to Gretchen's apartment. That's why she had to move in with uh, Jimmy, right? Yeah. So sometimes I don't buy this. And, and it's like often done like, oh, but they're so gross. But like if your apartment is that messy, 
like your clothes aren't going to be clean your hair is going to like so if you're like a hot presenting person uh-huh. and you always look well put together like Gretchen I never believed she was a messy girl cuz her hair is always washed she always has cute outfits on right like that would have to translate to a slovenly appearance usually or at I don't least know. like but I what mean, if she's like a hoarder right but like like we've seen like you sit in pudding or there's right. like junk that you're sitting in or you're not washing clothes you're you know like yeah. i just don't i don't know maybe i'm just too literal with my yeah i don't know um, diagnoses i guess yeah hoarding. uh call to action are you a messy person and how do you present <laughs> in public <laughs> yeah and i understand like okay there's like a clean pile of clothes or like if you have a organized you know organized stacks no, that's what I have. Sometimes have. That's what I have organized piles. Yeah, organized piles. Um, the piles make perfect sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. So we're at the um, second catering job. It's going well, but the widow doesn't want to give Monica any money. She just starts crying every time. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing happens later. We'll get to. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and so Monica doesn't know how to ask for money. Back at the apartment. Uh, Chandler's just hanging out at Rachel's. They're just like shooting the shit. But no, that's the thing. They're not. They're both like doing separate shit. Like yeah. he's like, I'm he's gonna go eating. over to someone else's apartment yeah. and just sit around while he's Rachel like eating cereal. Yeah, she's doing the crossword. And she's puzzle. doing the crossword, and so she's trying to figure out how to get help with the crossword puzzle without mm-hmm. asking for help. Yeah, she's like, we should go see a musical. Maybe the 1996 Tony Award winner. What would that be? Um, I almost felt bad for Chandler because he's like. uh... Okay. All right. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. And like, she's like, no, never mind. Yeah. Um, uh, so Joey comes back with his gift from Office Depot or Office Max. I can't remember which one it was. Office Max. Office Max. It's a pen that's also a clock. Yeah. Um, back at the catering job, Phoebe's uh, giving Monica a, a, a pep talk. Um, let's see. Uh, to uh, oh yeah oh oh this okay so I'm getting I got ahead of myself before she hadn't yet asked this is where she asks for the money and Mrs. Burkhart starts to cry is like oh my husband handled all the blah 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 money stuff anyway um there's a cute bit here at Ross's apartment uh where he and Joey are talking like. Ross is talking to Joey about what to do with Cheryl, but he's also, they never like comment on it. He's also lending Joey his tie mm-hmm. for his date with Kathy. Yeah. So like while they're talking, Joey's like taking off his tie and he hands it to, or Ross is taking off his tie, hands it to Joey. Yeah. Season four and I still get the men's names mixed up on this show. Yeah. Um, Joey's like putting on the tie. It's a very cute like, yeah, uh, he, like uh, see a bit of business. He puts it on himself to tie it because yeah. he, you know. Right, 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 right. Uh, and then puts it on. That's right, yeah, because Joey doesn't know how to tie a tie. Yeah. You should probably know that as an actor, I would think. Um, uh, let's see. So Chandler can't figure out how to top the book, so he just gives it to Joey mm-hmm. to to give her, mm-hmm. uh, to, give, to give Kathy. Um, uh, let's see. Monica goes back out to confront Mrs. Burkhart and she's hosting a piano <laughs> sing along. She's singing You're a Grand Old Flag uh, with the at the funeral reception. Um, uh, so Phoebe comes up and like yells at her. And there's a great moment here where 
um, Mrs. Burkhart like finally gives in and she's like, okay, just let me get my check checkbook. And Phoebe's like, great. And so Mrs. Burkhart walks off and Phoebe just follows her. Yeah. Like she's not going to let her out of her sight. Yeah. I like, I, I like Phoebe, the businesswoman. Um, uh, so Ross decides on Joey's advice that he's going to have to do it in the mess. I think is what Joey says. Like he's going to have to like get over the apartment being messy if he wants to have sex with Cheryl. Yeah. Um, so they start making on the couch. It's super gross. Very there's like gross. bologna. There's bologna. There's pudding. And then there's put. That's there's what like puts like, him over the edge. Just like there's also living things. Right. Yeah. She has like a pet hamster she that's just like hamster. free. But then it turns out. She thought that Ross killed her hamster. It turns well, out, oh, it's just a rat. Yeah, we saw like a like a ruffling bag of chips. Yeah, and then she's like, oh no, and then she's like, oh no, that's not Toby or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. Um, so it's really gross. Uh, Ross can't do it. He um he can't he can't go through with it. Which good for him. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's a very funny bit at the end or, or, or back at the perk, Rachel's alone and she finished the, finishes the crossword and she's like, says like, Oh, I finished it. And there's no one here to give, to give me a hug. And Gunther comes running out and then face plants. Yeah. You hear like a <laughs> ruffling in the kitchen. Like he's just like <clears throat> waiting to hear something like this from Rachel. And he has superhuman hearing apparently. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So Phoebe gets paid back and then Monica is like, hey, why don't we, why is, why don't we make this a business, a catering business? We'll do, we'll run it, run it together. Um, Kathy loved the book. Um, uh, Joey's like, I feel bad, like taking all the credit because it looks, sounds like I'm going to get a lot of credit because she loved the book so much. Um, (laughs) Chandler's like, or Joey uh see i uh, wrote it backwards because i can't remember their names joey says like oh chandler got you something too and makes chandler give her the pen with the the with the the watch with 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 the the clock clock on it yeah um but then joey goes into the bedroom and um uh kathy and chandler have a very sweet moment um i forgot about the joke about um at the beginning of the episode when joey was trying to figure out what to give her someone said like don't give her one of your like coupons for an hour of joey lovin an hour of joey lovin yeah it turns out he did in addition to the book he did give her a coupon because the sweet moment between chandler and kathy is interrupted by joey coming back out like with his shirt off i think Mm -hmm. and saying like that coupon does have an expiration date which is pretty funny yeah but she knows it's not joey like yes i should have said that's the sweet moment is she was like thank you she knew that it was that it was because joey said i got you this because i know you like rabbits and you like cheese yeah so he thought like Velveeta yeah. rabbit. <clears throat> yeah, the Velveeta rabbit. Uh, and then there's a tag at the end where Monica just shows up unannounced <laughs> at Cheryl's apartment with cleaning supplies. Yeah, like uh, I've been losing sleep over this. I've heard <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah, Ross told me about your apartment and I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Um, so she asks if she can clean. And then she gets the door shut on her and she cleans the uh, door jam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end of the episode. I, re- I recap the whole thing. Did I miss anything? Any other stray observations you wanted to point no, out about the this episode? the hamster was Mitzi. I wrote it down. Oh. And I'm glad we didn't see an actual hamster because we're anti-animal activists. Right, right. Um, no, I think I think you got it. Nailed it? I think you nailed it. Knocked it out of the park? Yeah. Well, let's move on to funniest moments. Okay, I have a lot um, of them. Okay, uh, yeah, I have a few. I'm going to start um, right at the beginning when Monica says... Um, I had to turn down a job (laughs) 
to cater a funeral for 60 people. And Rachel says, oh, oh no. my God, what happened? Yeah. And Monica says 60 guests. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was on my list as well. Yeah. Um, we talked about uh, Mrs. Burkhart, um, you're a grand old, you know, like doing like show tunes at the piano. Um, and yeah. then she also did um, Jeepers Creepers. That's right. Um, <laughs> but it was funny when Monica was like, felt bad about asking for money for the first time and was like, um, didn't have the nerve to go back out. And she's like, maybe I'll try and get an intermission. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, my next one also has to do with the catering. It's when they're packing up and there's a, I can't remember what it is. I'm like an espresso machine or, or, or a pressure cooker or something. Oh yes. Yes. And Phoebe's like, Oh, look what we almost left and starts to pack it up. And Monica's like, uh, that's not mine. And then Phoebe like starts to put it back and goes, Oh, look what we almost took. That was on my list too. We uh, have the same sense of humor. Well, that's probably why we married each other. Yeah. Um, Chandler says to Joey's, um, like gift idea, the pen with the, with the clock, um, is like, this is not the seventh night of Hanukkah, but I was like, Chandler's not Jewish. How would he know that you get the worst presents at the end? Late in Hanukkah? Yeah. Yeah. How, um, although my strategy and call to action, any, any Jews out there, let me know if you had a strategy with presents, did you get seven and did you save the best for last? Because Wait, wouldn't you get eight? Yes, that's oh. what I meant. Sorry, I was yeah. thinking about Chandler's. Yeah. Um, I would always like save the best for last. But how do you but know I, what's the best? Well, we just guessed. So my sister and I would assume based on like the heft and the weight of things, or if it was like something yeah. that we like specifically asked for. And we also had a lot of like same presents. So we'd have to strategize and pick, okay, this is going to be the third night because we had to do them on the same night. Yeah. But yeah, like seventh or eighth would sometimes be like a pencil or, you know, like yeah. it would be um, something lame. Um, pencil case. I remember getting once. <clears throat> I just think I remember one Christmas, I think. Yeah, Christmas um, when I was like in high school, like later in high school, you know, I was like punk rock and into music and everything. And we would all have, my parents would go like, it's so great. My, my parents were so great about Christmas. They would make sure. Oh. Speaking of which, um, my mom just te is texting us um, both about the, uh, oh, the Democrats, uh, Warnock won in Georgia. All right. Good. That's great news, Georgia. Yeah. 51 seats in the Senate. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's my mom's texting me about it. So my mom was, my parents were so good about um, Christmas, they would make sure that each of the four of us kids had the exact same number of presents. And then the way we did Christmas, it wasn't like, here's another call to action. How did you open Christmas presents? Because I'm always like so, um, uh, uh, like flabbergasted in the movies and TV shows when it's like all the kids just run downstairs and start tearing open yeah. pre presents. Because yeah. ours was like very much like a you have to an watch orderly affair. Yeah. We would go around, everyone would take turn opening presents. So yes. it would like last. Uh, a, a long time. Anyway, so I remember one Christmas um, when I was like, I mean, I still am really into music, but I was like newly into into music. I spotted what I just assumed was a record, you know, mm -hmm. and I was intentionally saving it for last. And like, it wasn't until I got, I was like, I picked it up and I was like, I saved this one for last. And mom was like, 
oh, that's not what you think it is. And it was like just some like desk calendar, like a big desk calendar. Yeah. But like uh, um, she was just like, I thought that would help you with like your homework and stuff. And it was like not the most exciting pr- uh, 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 present of, of the but bunch. But would your mom know what record to get you? My mom yeah, would. because I would have made a list. Oh, OK. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah. I never got a list. Um, but yeah, that's a fun call to action. Like what is your family's. Yeah. gift yeah. strategy like do you go around the room do you do it the night before do you do it after breakfast yeah. do you do it you know yeah a week later <laughs> um yeah uh yeah once we you it, you never got to do that that version of the the christmas morning with the bax's version of christmas when you have spent christmas with my family it was the night before the night before because yeah. because like we're all adults we want to sleep in we're not going to get up at 6 a.m <laughs> like we did when we were kids so we would like do it on christmas eve when we were all adults and that's that's fine too um yeah you mentioned i remember one year my aunt diane gave me uh the cd setting suns by the jam and i was like okay apparently my mom shared my christmas list with aunt diane because there's no way aunt diane yeah. was like oh a no way she knows who the jam is she's way out of touch <laughs> and b no way she knows that i would want it um, um you haven't experienced a schaefer family christmas in like the true sense you mean a schaefer family hanukkah hanukkah yeah, yeah. no because um, we just do it on one one day yeah we just like get it over with real quick but you and i do um Light a menorah, like we observe mm-hmm. the eight mm-hmm. eight nights. But yeah, we don't and give then, each other eight, eight presents. And then we could talk about our Christmas tradition, which is, I mean, it's already decorated. It's already ready to go. We make mimosas. Yeah, when we get up Christmas morning. We eat breakfast and then. Well, here, we should start Christmas Eve, right? Okay. We have dinner with friends. Yes. The same friends every year. Yes. At the Tamu Shanter. Yes. Then we go over to their house watch to watch Die Hard. Yep. Then what do we do the next morning? Then we wake up. I wake up three hours before you. (laughs) All right. We drink coffee, eat breakfast. Then we drink mimosas and open prezzies. And then we go to a local dive bar called the Chimney Sweep with some friends usually. And then in our favorite Jewish tradition, we get Chinese takeout. Yeah. And lately, I think... We were saying, because last year we got Chinese takeout and we came home and we watched Happiest Season, yeah. which we had watched the previous year around Christmas time. But I think we were saying, like, this should be part of the tradition. The new, new Come tradition. home with Chinese yeah. food and watch Happiest Season. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, all right. So that's our, I can't remember whose turn we're on. I think we're on my turn in terms of funniest moments. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, there's a great, like, over-the-top Ross or, or David Schwimmer line reading when he's giving Joey his tie and he's saying like Cheryl had the nerve to complain that my place had a weird smell. And Joey says, what kind of smell? And Ross goes, I don't know. Soap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, you keep taking mine, but when Phoebe, was that one of yours too? No, but a few, the previous ones. So when Phoebe like, um, Ask for the money back. I think you're going to say what I have next. Phoebe said, sorry, I acted like a bank. <laughs> Wait, no. I, I thought you were saying when she, yes. She, she said, sorry, I acted like a bank. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What did you think? I thought you were going to say when she goes to demand the money from Mrs. Burkhart, she oh. says, widow, widow. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, and then I have 
One more. Do you have any more? I'm done. Yeah. Oh, okay. When Joey was trying to talk up the um, pen with the clock, he was like, you think it's just a pen, but then, oh, look, it's time for my date with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, should we move on to friends and make it fashion? Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely can't ignore Monica's lovely outfit of a like a silk paisley shirt and brown slacks, like kind of slightly high waisted. Yeah, I like the shirt. I just you didn't like those brown slacks. I can't get past the hair. So everything that she wears, it just looks like a Karen. Like a, she just looks like a Karen. Well, that, that didn't hair. exist back then. I know, but I never liked. I mean, it at the, the stereotype time. existed, but yeah. like not the term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what else? What do you have? Um, so yeah, I did. I did like that paisley shirt. Um, mm, that tie that we spoke about before. That's that, my other one. Yeah. yeah, it's like pink and purple and blue. It's yeah. It's it's like I want to say, and I can't remember because we didn't. It's been two days. It wasn't a knit tie, was it? It might have been knit. In any case, yeah, it was. Like thick horizontal stripes in mm-hmm. like yeah pink and purple and blue like you said, um, yeah those are my two. I had one more. Okay. Uh, it was Phoebe had like a green and white tie dye sweater, but it was like layers of tie dye. It was like white, okay, green, white, but kind of blended together in a tie dye cool. pattern. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, what's under the umbrella? <laughs> Roz gives a very Monica. I know. When they were all saying, like, wow, like, she's really hot. Like, <laughs> she must be, like, real dumb. No, she's, like, a paleontology, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he does a very Monica. Yeah. I know. Um, in that same scene, there's a great bit of uh, David Schwimmer physical comedy where he's, like, being cool about his hot new girlfriend. And he, like, leans back in the chair and the chair almost falls over and he has to catch himself. Yeah. It's a great little bit. Um, Joey is an idiot. Rachel is kind of stupid. Um, Monica loves cleaning. Um, let's see real quick. Do you have any other? Un- un- no. Umbra? Okay. I have props to, to the props department. Chandler with his yoo-hoo. Yeah. I'm Always obsessed. with his yoo-hoo. Did you see, I know we don't, um, in one of, I, I think it was the Alex Jones appearance, Kanye West, like, had a bottle of Yoohoo. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Yoohoo. Yeah. <laughs> the beverage of choice by yeah. anti Semites. Yeah, but not Chandler. Chandler loves the Jewish people. He knows about their Hanukkah traditions. Yeah. Maybe he learned it from Ross and Monica and Rachel. They're all supposed to be Jewish, right? The characters? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So he learned the. Uh, but like vaguely inoffensively Jewish. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, nope. You want to take a quick break? Yep. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. 
Well, we're back from our quick break, and that means it's time to, to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 6, which again is called Happily Ever After. Natalie, take it away. Uh, okay, so I guess we start at McLaren's. Uh, Ted's talking about um, surviving the wedding. Yeah, yeah. And Everybody do a shot at McLaren's. Yeah, yeah, and he's kind of like, okay, well, the painful past is over, and everyone's like... Um, it's only been 24 hours. Yeah. Like you you have to kind of like process this a little bit more. But he's like, I'm fine. Um, and he's he plays cool in the gang. Um, <laughs> he's dancing. He's dancing yeah. by himself. No one else is into it. And they're all kind of looking at him like, you just experienced this like huge traumatic yeah. event. Um, you need some time. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back to the apartment. There's pizza and beer. And again, he's like, I'm fine. I'm having a ball. Um, and then we get, why did I, so Barney brings, oh, Barney's trying to make him feel better and he brings like, well, Ted thinks he brings two girls over, (laughs) one for him, but it's just like for Barney. He was going to use the apartment because he he was just going to, yeah, he didn't think anyone was going to be home. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of flash forward to two weeks. He's still not dealing with things. Um. And they're all kind of telling him, like, you need to, like, release it, you know. And Marshall gives his experience of releasing anger. I don't remember what that was about. Um, wait, what, what, what was it? Marshall was saying, like, you need to release your anger. Right. <laughs> he says, remember how when Lily left me, I was, like, trying to keep it all inside. And it flashes back to him absolutely not keeping it all inside. He's, yeah. like, crying on, yeah. on Ted's chest. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, um, So then they're talking about, like, avoiding versus confronting. Um, they are trying to decide what to eat, uh, where to go to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. And Ted has, like, a whole map of places to avoid Stella. So, like, he has it all charted out on yeah. a map of what's safe and what's not. Um, so he wants to avoid it at all costs. So they end up at a tapas restaurant and, yeah. um, they're all, um, well, they go over like a bunch of other like food options and he nixes and says like, no, this is where Stella lives. This is where Stella works. You know, yeah. this is the walk from Stella's work to the bodega, to the blah, blah, blah. Um, props to the props department for that map because you like you get a close up of the map that's yeah. like color coded. Yeah. Um, so they're eating tapas, um, and then lo and behold, Stella's there, like picking up food, but they all hide under the table. Yeah. Um, and then the gang all discusses like, oh, I would never hide under the table for anyone. And right. then we get, like, who they would hide under the table for. So for Lily, it's um, Michael Sasser, who she bullied into, like... Well, she blamed a she blamed some high school flatulence on him. She yeah. let one rip in a she, class and blamed it on Sasser. She, and then everyone called him Gasser. Yeah. And then um, it stuck with him. Yeah, sadly, that um, that actor has since passed away. Mac, oh. Maxwell Prado, who played Sasser. That's uh, very sad. Passed away, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she feels really bad about that. And then Barney with um, Becca DeLucci. And what happened with... Oh, Be- Becca DeLucci was in jail. 
in prison. In and he, prison, like, and he went and visited. He got conjugal visits. Don't you have to be married? Maybe it's different state by state. Um, it varies state by state. You're right, but also not very appropriate was he brought in his cell phone and like anyone knows you can't bring your cell phone in to talk to a prisoner. I didn't know that. You can't bring anything. Um, you can bring your ID and that's yeah. it. Like you have to check in your car keys. Like, it, well, I guess I've talked to many prisoners before, right. which is strange yeah. in my line of work. I've had to, you know, I learned that the hard way when I like walk through all these gates and around the corner and, up and down hills, t- only to have to go back to my car to put wow. everything back. It's even worse than the uh, Linwood Dunn Theater at the Academy Building on oh Vine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we went to this, this. Here's how long ago this was. Yeah. It was a screening of Dallas Buyers Club. So that yeah. was, what, 2015, 2016? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, like, very strict. Like, you walked in with a bottle of water, and they were like, oh, you can't bring water in here. So you went and put it back in the car. And then you went back, and they make you go through, like, a they check your purse, and yeah. they found, you weren't even chewing gum. They yeah. found a pack of gum in your purse, and they were like, you can't bring gum in the theater. And you were like, are there any other things? I said, just- yeah. Why don't you just tell me what I can bring in? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, very much like a prison. <laughs> but what's funny is I've been to receptions at the theater. So I've had, like, cannolis and wine and stuff. So I don't understand why when it's just us riffraff, they're like, don't bring anything in. Yeah. Um, so let's see. We talked about Becca. Um, so yeah, well, you, the um, the way that turns out is that Barney hits on another oh, prisoner and then Becca and like. And then they fight. Fights. And, and then so he like, takes out his cell phone and starts filming it. Because it's like a girl fight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Robin's version of that is her father. And we learn a lot about her um troubling you know troubling childhood trauma of her dad wanting her to be born with male genitalia mm-hmm. and um so robin had to i guess play hockey and go hunting and she didn't want to do those things and he never really accepted her um i guess he always wanted a son so her name i guess is charles or she, her name was supposed to be Charles Trubosky. No, her Jr. full name is Charles Robin. Robin. No, it's Robin Charles. Like her dad's name is Robin because yeah. that's a gender neutral name. Yeah. And her middle name is Charles. Robin Charles Trubosky Jr. is her full name. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, Ted is saying that like this is how we do it in Ohio. We just like push down emotions. Is that is that just like a Midwest? I think it's. <clears throat> I think of that as more of a like Protestant thing than it is a regional thing, but okay. maybe maybe it is a Midwestern thing to just push down emotions. I don't know. I guess I come from I come from a Catholic family, and I think, but I, but my mom's side of the family is kind of like that. Like I feel like there's not a lot of like yeah talking about things. On my mom's side of the family, whereas my dad's side of the family are like. Big and loud and boisterous and, and not like and, mine though. Um, I think my my dad said thing that he get pretty loud. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of more there's a lot more uh, ball busting with my dad's side of the family with you, than with your family. Like yeah, my family is very like emotive and sensitive, yeah. but also but my, very loud and yeah. obnoxious. Whereas my dad's family is always making fun of each other as a way of showing love. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's fun. Um, I was trying to give examples, but um, they probably don't make my that side of the family come off very well. Yeah. Give any examples. Yeah. 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 They. They. A lot of people not very politically correct over yes. over there. Yes. Um, but of course, my mom loves. I mean, as you can see from how I'm celebrating, she is a Democrat now. When she was when we were younger, she she wasn't, and she loved to tease me and my sister as the Democrats because. <laughs> The uncle on my dad's side of the family who was the Democrat was also the one most likely to say something offensive yeah. at any given time. Yeah. Uh, she'd be like, hey, he's on your team, like whenever he would say something like racist. And I feel like because they're always drinking, like the floodgates are always open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, drinking little... is like, yeah, we're German Irish Catholics from St. Louis. Like, it's a little uncomfortable. We're literally like, but I'm saying we're all, we were bred to drink, I yeah. think. So yeah, there's a lot of drinking. Um, okay, so Ted sees that all of his friends are, you know, haunted by something from the past, like not owning up to feelings and not, um, not addressing these demons, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he decides he wants to confront her. So there's a cab chase. He's trying to chase Stella in the cab. Um, and... He finds out that she's going to Tony's apartment. Then he becomes very angry. Um, and then he he comes up with this, like, ideal what he says to her in his mind, which is not actually what he says. What, but we don't find out until that. It all plays yeah, out as if this is what's all, happening. It all plays out, yeah. and he says everything he wants to say to her. And, you know, he says, like, you picked the wrong guy. You made a huge mistake. And she's tearful. But what really happens is he sees um, Tony and Ruby, Lola, what's the daughter? Lucy. Lucy. Yes. Um, like embrace Stella at the door and he doesn't even go up. He just sees yeah. that they're a family yeah. and um, he wants to let it go. Um, yeah, good for him. It all just went away when he sees a family. And then... Um, so, yeah, the third option. So it's like a difference between avoiding, confronting, or just letting it go. And the third option is letting it go, which is what he does. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, they go home. And I think that's it. What am I missing? Nothing I can think of. I mean, I have some, I have some straight observations, but they're not anything big you were missing. Um, oh, <laughs> Well, we talked about, like, this is kind of a callback, but when Marshall tells Ted, like, Stella hated Star Wars. Right. And yeah. that was kind of, like, a big deal. Because um, they all, this whole time, they were, they liked Stella, but they were, you know, this whole time trying to talk Ted out of marrying her. Right, but they also just want Ted to get angry. Because they yeah. feel like he yeah. needs to process his, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there was a lot of really funny scenes. Well, we'll get to funny. Should we talk about funniest? Uh, I have some more stray observations. Um, or I guess I only have one because the other one will come up in Under the Umbrella. Uh, there's a shot. They, they all duck under the table. It's like so much of like the basic, like the framework of the episode. There's a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. You know, classic How I Met Your Mother. But most of like the meat of the episode takes place with them under, under the, the table, table at the topest place. Yeah. Uh, waiting for Stella to get her order and go. And there's a shot of Barney's hand coming out from the table to grab his, like, scotch or whatever uh -huh. that 
feels like it is an intentional reference to um, this is, it could be in my mode for my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. Uh, Louise Bunuel's Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, which has a bunch of rich people hiding under the table because they're like revolutionaries are coming to shoot them. But the guy's hung. The, the like joke of Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie is there's this group of people who could never seem to sit down and have a meal that keep getting interrupted. So the guy like literally reaches up and grabs like a, a whole like fish off the table and pulls it under the table uh, with him. And it feels like, I don't know if it's intentional. It felt like it was an intentional reference to that shot. Um, yeah, I, we talked about the, yeah, we already, um, I also didn't like, Robin has a big emotional breakthrough, yeah. like where she's like saying all the things that she wanted wants to say to her father Mm -hmm. she hasn't talked to her father hasn't talked to him in like three years she Mm -hmm. says she's saying all the things she wants to say and she says something about like um maybe the reason i throw like a girl is because i am a girl and it was like i understand she's angry i want to give her the benefit of the doubt but like um lots of women can throw balls very well you know yeah there is like throw like a girl isn't a real thing great you know some people are athletic and some people aren't some of them are men and some of them are women. Like, it doesn't... It's Throw Like a Girl is just, like, a really, really dumb yeah, stereotype. Although I do f- throw, like, Monty Burns. Yeah, but that's not... That's because you're not that's an not, athletic person yeah. in general. It's not because you're a woman. Well, yeah, Monty Burns is a... Yeah, exactly. Man. But, I mean, there was... A, it was very well publicized, that uh, thing a few years ago where, like, up until a certain age, if you ask a girl, like, what is, like, a girl mean? Yeah. And it's, like, all positive things. And at a certain age girls learn that like a girl is a like a pejorative and that's yeah. like sad that the show is like yeah. reinforcing that yeah well it's you know run like a girl play like a girl yeah everything like a girl um yeah it's unfortunate um i really liked the uh, so do you think that like this i know tapas have always been a thing in spain but like was this kind of like when tapas oh, yeah. restaurants like became like hip mid aughts is when I mid-aughts, first like yeah. started hearing about tapas a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think when was the first time you and I had actual like top like well I don't know I mean like span I don't know about Spanish when was the first time you and I went to like a small plate restaurant? Um, that's a good question. You're usually better at this. The first one I remember was in Chicago. My 30th birthday, we went to Girl and the Goat, and mm-hmm. we actually did like we went with. We flew out. My mom came up. Mom was still living in St. Louis at the time. She came up with a friend. The four of us like had a thirtieth birthday dinner, and we did the like actual small plate thing of mm-hmm. like everyone just orders a bunch of stuff and we share. Yeah, for the and, most part. and this is truly my favorite way to eat like small bites of delicious things. Um, you know, like little tiny orders and then family style. That's what I like. Yeah, but I feel like in many ways it's like how can we charge more. For yeah, it, it does add up. Yeah. You know, and then when they it like recommend like mm, three plates per person, and like <laughs> yeah. they're each twenty dollars. Like really? Yeah, yeah. I remember we went um, back when in like June of twenty twenty one when like we were all vaccinated and like the numbers were coming way down and we thought the pandemic was over. Our the first like big celebratory thing we did. You remember we went to Gran Blanco in Venice. You know, that, that which is a small plate restaurant mm-hmm. and like wine and cocktail restaurant. And we were just like, yeah, we'll order a few things. And I feel like it, it was, was like, like, it was like we had gone to like a steakhouse. It was not through, it wasn't $300, but Truly, it, was, yeah. it was like a lot of money. Um, 
anyway, uh, yeah, so that's Tapas. Um, I also saw that today is like 1,000 days of um, COVID. Oh, wow. I guess just been, I don't know what they're counting as the first day, but yeah. Yeah. Um, are we moving on to funniest moments? Um, yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. You start. Um, I laughed out loud when the server like dove under the table and said, hey, you guys okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, he yeah. also said, who's Becca DeLucci? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take this one because uh, I might be taking it from you because it was just such a funny line reading. Um, Robin's dad in the flashback when they come back from having won the uh, hockey game, he says, uh, you go... Uh, you know, you you boys go uh, play outside. I'll be back with what does he say? An assortment of soft drinks and American pretzels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like very like uh, stentorian type of like regal voice. Yeah, that was really and funny. An assortment of soft drinks and American pretzels. Uh, what else do you have? Um, was it um, when Ted said, um, "I'm just going home" in Marshall's voice? When Marshall's like retelling the story and it's like the voiceover and it's Marshall's voice. I don't remember that. Okay. You're talking about like Ant-Man style? Like. Yeah. In like the, the Michael Pena flashbacks from Ant-Man where he does all the voices. Yeah. I don't remember this. Okay. Yeah. I should, I should do. This is why it's like sucks to take two days in between. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you think you're going to remember what you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. I have little chicken scratches. I can't even tell. So Marshall says, I'm going home. Or Ted says it? Yeah, but it's in Marshall's voice. Um, all right. Well, my other, well, my only other one is is a Marshall one. It was just kind of funny when they're all like, the the montage of them all like trying to cheer Ted up or get him out of the house or oh, whatever. I oh, I got go it. Ahead. I got it. Go ahead. Um, so it's actually Marshall who catches, who sees Stella and sees what she's saying, like like her order at the restaurant. And then um, the like the person who works at the restaurant yeah. is like, "Oh, do you need utensils?" And she she said in Marshall's voice, "No, I'm just going home." Yeah, and that's how he put together like she's going home, but she lives in New Jersey. Right. Um, yeah, that's how we found out she lived. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, figured it out. Okay. Um, um, oh, you have another one. Yeah. Um, uh, when they're all trying, this way too much build up now. When they're all trying to cheer Ted up um, or, or get him out of the house, uh, Marshall like has a uh, a baseball glove on and is like, uh, "Hey, pal, want to have a catch?" Which is like, I feel I to me, have a catch is a direct reference to Fuel the Dreams because I did not, oh, okay. I did not grow up saying have a catch. I said like play catch, okay. you know. But I understand that in some parts of the country. Uh, have a catch is 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 the way of saying it. Call to action. Did you grow up saying play catch or have a catch? Um, or having never seen Field of Dreams. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's like Field of Dreams is one of those movies that's like designed to make men cry. Mm-hmm. And like the part where Kevin Costner's dad says to him, want to have a catch is like waterworks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like to me, Marshall saying that specific phrase is supposed to be a Field of Dream ref- Dreams reference. Mm-hmm. All right. That wasn't that funny. Should we move on to How I Met Your Mother? Well, no, I have oh, one more. I thought you... Sorry. No. Um, when Stella's ordering her food to go, um, 
Ted's like real interested in what uh, like she ordered and what she said. And then he said, did she say anything about me? <laughs> like in the order of the tapas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Under the, oh, fashion. The, the one that reminds me, did you ever see Nurse Betty? A uh, long time ago. It's kind of a weird uh, half Midler? successful movie. No, it's um, Renee Zellweger. Okay. Like. What am I thinking of? I don't know. So um, Morgan Freeman and Chris Rock play assassins who kill Renee Zellweger's husband, played by Aaron Eckhart, right? Mm-hmm. And then she witnesses it, and they have to like chase her across the country to try and kill her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has, from witnessing this, gone into a disassociative state where she thinks she's a character in her favorite soap opera. Okay. That's why she's like a nerd. Anyway. Um so there's a part where, uh, but then Morgan Freeman's character becomes like obsessed with her and is like falling in love with her as they're chasing her or falling in love with this idea of her. So it's a similar joke where Chris Rock is like, I just turned on the police scanner. They, the, I, I think I heard a description of someone like her. It said her, you know, height, hair color, eye, eye color. And, and Morgan Freeman is like, yeah, yeah. But did they mention poise? Did they say anything about grace? <laughs> Um, this whole time I thought that Nurse Betty was the same thing, uh, as Drowning Mona. <laughs> so you didn't hear anything that I just said? No, I did. No, you didn't hear anything yes, I, I said because you were looking at Drowning Mona, which I do think is a funny movie, by the way. Okay. Um. So it's not the same as Nurse Betty? Uh, no, it doesn't have any of the same people. It just it's has a- whole a, different uh, movie. Uh, yeah, but Drowning Mona, also, can I tell you a funny line from Drowning Mona? Sure. At the very end, there's like a guy, um, in the, uh, uh, graveyard and he's got a gun to his head right and danny devito is the the sheriff and i can't remember who plays or he's sorry he's not the sheriff that's the point he's the chief of police and um i can't remember who plays his deputy uh but the guy with the gun to his head says like you take one more step sheriff and i'll blow my brains out and then the deputy or whatever says no 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 he's not a sheriff <laughs> good one um love danny devito i listened to your whole story yeah and the great Nev Campbell plays his daughter in that movie. Yeah. I'm a big Nev head. Always have been. Yeah. Um, All right. Should I move on to Make It Fashion? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I have nothing. Oh, okay. Well, Robin's got a sweater that has like uh, almost like fractal patterns on it. Um, this is when they're at McLaren's, I think. Okay. At the beginning. Anyway, that's all I have. Uh, what do you have that's under the umbrella? Well, I guess I start with these. Okay. Um, we get another glimpse of... 90s flashback Lily with her, like, uh, black hair and bangs. Yeah, and, she's, you know, like, goth kid goth in high kid. school. Yeah. Um, I also want to say this is not the last time we will see Robin's father, but this is the last time that he will be played by Eric Braden. Eric oh. Braden did not return, chose not to return. Neil Patrick Harris kind of, like, dissed him on Twitter when he chose not to return. But don't look up who no, no, replaces him. I'm not, I'm not. Because it's someone you like who replaces Eric Braden as as uh, as Robin's father. Okay. Robin Sr. Um, so that's all I had for Under the Umbrella. Yeah, I, I had like Robin with her like uh, extreme Canadian <laughs> upbringing. Yeah. With yeah. like the hockey and the accent and the hunting. Um, right, yeah. The accent. Um, right, she didn't. It's It's sad that she like. Flashback Robin, little Robin, didn't want to go hunting, but now, like, Robin's, like, a gun nut. So, obviously, some of that, like... Yeah. I don't know. She's She has complicated feelings towards yeah. her father. Yeah. 
Uh, should we move on to similarities? Yeah. So, well, one, I normally try, this is generally similarities between the two shows, but I also like to pick up on similarities. Um, this is the second time this season, I think. Yeah, the second time this season that the How I Met Your Mother gang have had difficulty deciding where to eat. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. remember the beginning of the best burger in New York? No one yeah. can decide. Yeah. Um, and Robin spends the whole episode not being able to eat. Now it's all because of Ted and his and his map. Yeah, so they list off a lot of places that they can't go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other similarities? I have, I have one other one. Um, I have one that's kind of uh, general. It's like um, people... Uh, hiding or minimizing their true feelings. So Chandler about Kathy. Oh, okay. And uh, Ted about Stella. Um, mine kind of uh, dovetails, but it wasn't about Chandler. Um, both episodes have friends encouraging their friends to speak up. You know, Phoebe's mm-hmm. trying to get Monica to go stand up for herself. Yes. The, the, the gang's trying to get Ted to... To stand up for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it time to play favorites? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah. Friends. This yep. is a great Friends episode. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad How I Met Your Mother episode. Like I said, some of the like girl fight and totally like girl stuff mm-hmm. uh, uh, bugged me a, a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I love a heavy flashback episode of How I Met Your Mother. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's not that bad, but like... This Friends episode just rocked. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. I noticed we didn't get a Marshall. Um, well, I guess we didn't get a Barney regret or Marshall regret. Uh, I thought we got. Oh, we got, we got was, a Barney. We got the, yeah, the jail one. We must have gotten a Marshall one because isn't there a part where they like they all see their regrets? I don't think Marshall was there. Standing at the, in the at the counter or at the by the front door. You know, he didn't have one because he let he let all of his emotions out. Okay, that's why. So all he right. was able to confront the right. emotion. So that was the example of confrontation. Okay. Um, well, I think it's time to catch up on our correspondence, okay. which I have done a bad job of preparing for. Again, I keep doing that. So. Um, <clears throat> We did get a lovely shout out from friend of the pod, Carrie. Oh yeah, um, Carrie. Uh, we were in her Spotify Wrapped for. Yeah. The, we weren't number one. No, but, but we're we coming for you. I don't know, Anna Ferris. I can't remember who it was. Well, we wouldn't expect <laughs> to be. Eh, no, I want to be number one. But um, but if we make your list, by all means, share it. Yeah, let us know if we're on your Spotify Wrapped list for. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. That was a treat. Okay. So, uh, first bit of correspondence. It's J- uh, Jackson reached out again um, with, uh, he said, there were no exes at his wedding, but he has been to an ex's wedding. Mm. But it was a high school girlfriend. As that as still as counts. A, does it? Yeah. I don't know. Um he says hot dogs are sandwiches. Um, the bread being connected doesn't matter. Uh, hoagies often have connected bread. Um, what about a little burrito that comes open? <laughs> no, that's not. That's a little burrito that come, came open. Um, 
He says the only kind of sandwich that isn't a sandwich is an open-faced sandwich, which I would kind of agree with that an open-faced sandwich is by definition not a sandwich. He says because you're supposed to be you're supposed to eat an open-faced sandwich with utensils mm. and a sandwich is meant to be eaten with your hands. Yeah, my favorite sandwich is an open face. You because you just want as little bread as possible. That's not true. I just like to eat them separate. Um Thanks, Jackson. Yeah, yeah but Jackson, you're right. Hoagies like he yeah, when we were mentioning um Sandwiches with clo- with closed off <laughs> bread. Um, po'boys generally have like a bread hinge. They're not a, a mm-hmm. po'boy generally isn't like um, two separate pieces of of bread. Um, well, like Subway's Subway sandwiches, they're connected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what he meant by, meant yeah. by ho- hoagie, submarine, grinder. Yeah. They're all kind of um, the the same. Um, you know, why I like po'boys a because they're delicious, but um, do you know the name and the origin of the po' boys comes uh, from a very uh, uh, pro-labor, pro-union uh, uh, place that um, in whatever year in New Orleans, some workers were on strike. Sorry, I don't have the story in front of me, mm-hmm. but some workers were on strike and a local sandwich place would give out free sandwiches every day to the strikers whom they called like these are sandwiches for the, the po' boys. Yeah. And that's how the sandwiches became called po' boy sandwiches and uh, so yeah, if you're eating a po' boy, you are supporting workers' rights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paige says you guys have referenced Gilmore Girls, so I wonder if you've watched One Tree Hill. But then she says we didn't recognize Daniel Ackles, who played Nora Stella's sister. So I've decided you haven't. Her role was big in season three and four. She's married to Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. And, you know, when I saw the name Ackles, I was like, I wonder if she's related to Jensen Ackles. Um, but no, we have not watched Supernatural or One Tree Hill. But definitely Gilmore Girls. Definitely we've watched Gilmore Girls, yeah. yes. Uh, well, I mean, you've watched more of it. I don't think I've seen all of Gilmore Girls. I, I think I stopped, because there's, I think I stopped even before Sherman, Amy Sherman Palladino left. Okay. Because I know yeah. there's a season or two without her, but, uh, I yeah. watched most of it as it aired, but then I did a rewatch. I remember that, yeah. Um, like maybe five years ago when the new season came out like the reboot came out yeah yeah what year was that you you'd have to look it up 2017 um yeah you'd have to look that what was it a year oh, good girl was a year in the life or something like that yeah um, okay that was 2016 wow six okay. years ago well wow. yeah. almost seven yeah um okay hold on i'm so bad at this is that the end of our course? No, it's not. Oh. But I'm supposed to do this. Listeners, I apologize. I can never remember to cue these up before we do it. Okay. Do you want you me know? to vamp? Uh, no, here's, here we go. Um, Alice says, okay. Oh, I didn't even read this one yet because <clears throat> I wanted to. Uh, maybe I did. I skim it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, because I love this. So it's Alice in London who grew up in Australia. Um she just finished listening to season three, episode 22, the one with the screamer slash mystery dentist bonus. So I want to say before we get into that, I love this. Don't think that if you are a couple weeks behind or however far behind you are, that we don't want to hear from you. Yeah, it would be do. awesome if in three years someone is like, hey, I had a thought on something you said about season two or whatever. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we're done doing the podcast 10 years from now and you're listening. Go ahead and send us an email. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so Alice says that for Chinese delivery orders or Indian, she says, remember she lives in London. Yes. 
Um, great Indian food. Uh, Indian food is as much a part of uh, English society as Mexican food is exactly. to us. I think yep. it's my uh, to to us in, in America. I think yeah. that's kind of my understanding, and probably has a, both have uh, complicated histories. Yeah. Um, uh, so she said, we just order a main and starch each, like Jalfrezi and egg fried rice, prawn pethia and pilau rice, mm. etc. Try to get a thing going. We order a side dish of veggies. My partner was not into it. Felt a bit excessive getting meat, rice, and veggies all to myself. So if I want more greens, I microwave some frozen peas and stir them in to Ooh, her, to her Indian food. Ooh, add a little green. Yeah. Clever. But you usually get greens because you're a, you're a veggie. Yeah, but that's a great You're a veggie-saurus. Yeah. Yeah. You're an herbivore. Um, and I never think to add green peas. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I love, uh, we have such a, we were talking about Mexican food. We have such a limited idea. I think in America, only certain Mexican foods get like popularized in America. Mm-hmm. Remember we had like in, uh, Merida, we had a breakfast that was like eggs and peas. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she said about the World Fair. She said, was this even a thing after the St. Louis World Fair? I did not know that. I thought they were a relic of the 19th century and you had to build a general engineering marvel like the Eiffel Tower or the Crystal Palace to even count. Mm-hmm. My grandma told me she remembered seeing the flames and the horizon from the Crystal Palace fire. She would have been 17. So the Crystal Palace uh, fire, I looked it up, was after the um, St. Louis World Fair. It was the 1936 London uh, um uh, World Fair, I think. Or maybe it was, it was... Hold on, hold on. Was it built? Oh, no, okay, so I'm wrong. It was built in the 1850s to house the Great Exhibition of 18, 1851. It burnt down in 1936. Sorry for doubting you, Alice, you're right. Um, but no, yeah, uh, World Fairs continued. And maybe continue, I don't know. Uh, she says her favorite May-December romance relationship is Harold and Maud. Mm, good one. Um, she says she loves new set who dis, um, <laughs> she loves blank, but make it fashion. Uh, she says she'd never heard of either of them as like memes before. So she says, says I'm relying on you guys to educate me about pop culture. So keep it coming with the overdone references that everyone knows. <laughs> I don't, I stopped watching memes around the time sweet Brown had her moment. I just don't have time for it. Sweet Brown is a lady who said, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. If you remember right. that. Uh, meme. Um, if you could believe it, we're still not done with the I, the correspondence. I love it. Keep them coming. Um, but you might need to vamp a little bit okay. here because um, I'm trying to remember uh, dates. G- gingerbread ice cream. <laughs> Mini chocolate mousse desserts. Uh, okay. No, that's not it. Winter ride double block beer. <laughs> Ratatouille bites. Traditional latkes. <laughs> Premium aged balsamic vinegar. Okay, here we go. Uh, final one. Yuhani. We haven't heard from Yuhani for a while. Hey. Um, uh, oh, all he has to say... Uh, well, no, he says, Hey, the Batman and Robin soundtrack was the first CD I ever bought. Whoa. Um... What was the first CD you ever... Well, okay, he speci- he specifies bought. I don't know what the first CD I ever bought was. I know what the first CD I ever had was. So this is embarrassing, and I don't know if I had or bought it, but it was the Forrest Gump soundtrack. That's not that embarrassing. Yeah. Um, mine, I, I don't... I think I might have bought it. So the first CD I ever had... 
um, was a, a present and it was I, I was not embarrassed at the time and then went through a period I was embarrassed now I'm back to not being embarrassed by this it was the crash test dummies God shuffled his feet oh that's a good one that was my first ever CD um, I was like so I remember bringing it to school like not, I don't know why I was just like mm-hmm. so into the fact that I owned a CD did that you I was have like, a disc man um, I mean not, not at this age eventually I had a yeah. disc man but um, no but then he also says he says correctly that cereal isn't a soup. He says incorrectly that, hot, that a hot dog isn't a sandwich. I'm sorry, you honey, but it is. Oh. You're outvoted. Um, and he also says cats aren't dogs, which is true. That part is true. That. You think they might be? I think. I mean, I don't know. Who's to say? Sometimes I'm like, so, dog breeds are so varied, right? Yeah. That sometimes I'll be like walking Darla, and we'll see another dog. That looks nothing like Darla, but Darla knows it's another dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. Like, how do you know that's not a squirrel or something? Because they're all wolves and they <laughs> smell each other. I've always said this to you before. There's so little variation when it comes to cats. And I know cat people yeah. will argue with me and say that there are so many different ones and they all look different. But I feel like 90% of cats look the same. Um, yeah, it's super cute, you mean. Yes, but also the same. Okay. But so I'm not saying that cats aren't cute. I'm saying they're kind of unoriginal. Um, I saw a tweet yesterday or this morning or something that said, um, and I agree, cats are joy division, dogs are new order. <laughs> no way. You no think way. D- dogs are not joy division? I think they might be. No way. Dogs are not... Joy division. Listeners, they have. They don't have that edge to them. Listeners weigh in. Dogs have an edge. No, they're. That's what's fun about them is that they're so innocent. And I mean, obviously, people mistreat them. We don't want to get into that. But like, I mean, I, even if you like dogs more, I feel like cat. The, the what's at the core of that statement is cats are punker than dogs, and I think that's obvious. Yeah, I guess. I I know where you're coming from. I know what you're getting at. I just... You just don't want to say anything nice about cats. I love cats. You know, you love one cat. I love one cat. And then you don't like any other ones. I do. I've liked... I've loved other cats. Okay. If you say so. Should we move on? Okay. So we caught up on our correspondence. Should we move on to my favorite segment to introduce? Yeah. It's called... How were we doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired. So season four, episode six of Friends, which again is called The One with the Dirty Girl, aired on Thursday, November 6th, 1997, uh, which was the day that San Francisco Giants manager Dusty Baker was named the National League Manager of the Year. So good for Dusty Baker. Uh, It's also the name that uh, the day that uh, actor Hero Fines Tiffin was born. That's Ray Fines' nephew. And he played, Hero Finds Tiffin played Tom Riddle in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince right. in the flashbacks. Yeah. Not the Tom Riddle from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, but the one from time, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, I think, as I understand it. Okay. Uh, he was born on that day. Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Um, here we go. Uh, yeah, no changes, really. Uh, at number five, the mysterious unknown boys to men song, Four Seasons of Loneliness. At number four, Leanne Rhymes, How do I live? 
At number three, Ushers, You Make Me Wanna. At number two, Elton John's Something About the Way You Look Tonight. And at number one, Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997. All so. right. Season four, episode six of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Happily Ever After, aired on Monday, November 3rd, 2008. This was the day that uh, Circuit City stores began liquidation sales in mm-hmm. 155 stores to leave it with 566 U.S. shops. Obviously, there are no Circuit Cities left anymore. Right. I was never a Circuit City guy. I was mm-hmm. a Best Buy guy because I lived closer to one and then I worked at a Best Buy. So, like, I don't I don't have any, like, I mean, it's lame to have fond memories of chain rest or chain uh, stores, but but the buildings are kind of iconic because they're all like very square and it look, it look it's supposed to look like a circuit board. Is it maybe? Maybe yeah. Yeah, I remember for a while there was that empty one in Hollywood, or I guess is that Los Feliz or There's also one in Van Nuys. Is it still there? It, now it's not like a swap meet inside, but it, but it's still the building. It's still obviously okay. was, Circuit City because I was the one that was in like Los Feliz got knocked down. Yeah, and it was. Um, uh, when when oh, the yeah. when the Circuit City in Los Feliz got knocked down, it was right on Sunset. Yeah, yeah. When when that got knocked down and it was just an empty lot, some pranksters put up a sign that said like Whole Foods coming soon, mm-hmm. and people were like up in arms about, oh, we don't want Whole Foods in this neighborhood. But it's like I was like, even at the time, it's like you're Los Feliz. Like if you're battling gentrification, you kind of lost already. Right. Like Los Feliz is kind of like. I'm sorry, it's already fit for You're a whole thing. there, yeah. You know? This is like a Nathan Fielder prank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and my apologies to people who uh, were actually, you know, displaced from Los, Los Feliz by the gentrification, but I'm just saying it had already happened before that point. Yeah. Uh, those are the main things, I think, that happened. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about any of this other stuff. Mostly a bummer. Um, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, number five, Britney Spears, uh, Womanizer, Womanizer. I can't remember how it goes, but Womanizer. Mm-hmm. Number four, Pink's So What. Number three, Beyonce's If I Were a Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number two, T.I.'s Live Your Life. And number one, T.I.'s Whatever You Like. Mm. So we've got Elton John and Elton John, T.I. and T.I. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Two giants of... Popular culture. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on to the next segment to introduce. Okay. What are you, why are you laughing? What are you laughing at? Uh, I was laughing at myself. Okay. Let's move on to another segment, to, uh, our, our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. Okay. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows uh without only knowing only the episode titles here's how we did last week okay not well i said chandler starts dating a new lass so already know but she turns out to be much too salty for his delicate constitution yeah you said um ted goes into a marshall like funk over the fact that stella is hashtag sorry not sorry about running off into the sunset with tony and for Alice, hashtag sorry, not sorry is another played out internet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more right than you were. But but you got it the exact opposite. Yeah. The whole point is that he doesn't go into a funk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a kind of funk. It's like a delusional funk. But you said a Marshall-like funk. Yeah. 
in the whole, like, I mean, the whole engine of the episode is that he's not it's doing what Marshall did. Okay, so I get negative points? No, so, <laughs> yeah, you get negative points. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, a one, I'm ahead then, zero to negative one. Okay. Um, not really. Uh, let, let's see what's going to happen. Let's see if you can predict what's going to happen. Or let's, I'll start by okay. saying, let's see if I can predict what's going to happen. Season four of seven is the one where Chandler crosses the line. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just going to say Chandler pulls a Barney and breaks the bro code. Mm-hmm. That's. I feel like I'm going to get a point for that. I think that's a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that might be the first point of the season right there. Yeah. All right. What's what do I have to work with? How I Met Your Mother, season four, episode seven, is called "Not a Father's Day." Okay. Um. Well. You mentioned that we're going to get more of Robin's father, so it's probably not going to be this episode. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe we'll get a glimpse of everyone else's fathers. So well, Let's see. Whom we've met um, Ted's dad, because he's played by Michael Gross, right? Right. From from Family Ties and also from uh, ER. He was and we've met Lily's dad. parents? We have not. Okay. Um, I'm excited for you to meet Lily's dad because he's played by an actor you and I both really like. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, obviously, Barney doesn't know who his who his dad is. Um, right. And, but we've met Marshall's dad, um, played by the guy who played Bull on on Coach. I always forget his name. Right. Um, I never watch Coach. Um, I don't know. I can't really say if it was good or not. I um, like Christine Nelson. So, yeah, I think I, we're going to get a father flashback. Um is there going to be like a like a scare that one of the dudes is was a like father to child? Okay. Do I have to say which one? Well, I think that's the rule we've we've established. You, but I already said we're going to get like Father's Day flashbacks. That's no, but I I, okay. I want you to follow this. <laughs> okay. Um, definitely not Marshall. Right. Um. So probably Barney. Okay. So. Barney gets quite a fright at the idea of having knocked up one of his... That his seed has found purchase. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. The <laughs> idea of his seed... Hold on. His seed having... Having... Found purchase where? Um, in in a in a womb. Okay, I'll just say seed finding purchase. Yeah. Um. Uh, I feel like I want to explain the reference. So should I? Well, it's raising Arizona. Yeah, I know you know. I was yeah. saying to the listeners. Yeah. I wanted. To, okay, so we know it's raising Arizona. Uh, uh, her womb was a barren barren place where my seed could find no purchase. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, no, a rocky place. A rocky place. A rocky place. Because yeah. she's the one who says, I'm barren. Yeah. Says, yeah, rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. Um, all right, so we did it. We, we talked about the, the the shows. We made our predictions. We found out how we were doing. We did everything. 
You can uh, find us at BattleshipPretension.com. There's a post every week. You can find the podcast wherever you found it this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's also a post every week. That's where Yuhani left a comment. Uh, You can leave a comment there. You can also uh, correspond with us. Mm -hmm. Please uh, do. By, let's see. What are all the ways people have corresponded with us? You can email us at the one one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the post at Battleship Pretension. You can tweet at me at Davey Pretension. Or, if we follow each other, you can DM me. Or... You can tag us in your Instagram stories if we were on your Spotify wrapped, because that's how we found out about Carrie's Spotify wrapped. You can also, I mean, if people are still using Facebook, you post them on Facebook. You could comment on Facebook if you wanted to. Yeah. I don't know if we've gotten any comments. I don't think to look at that. I don't think that. we have. But okay. But yeah, I do, I do post them. Just so you know, there are... I do post them on my Facebook, don't I? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess find me on Facebook. I don't know. I've, B- I've literally never said that in my life out the, loud. The BP find me on Facebook. Page, yeah. <laughs> um, Do you know the only reason I had, like, I didn't start a Facebook page until probably like 2008, which isn't that late. But my girlfriend at the time was like playing some sort of online game and she needed like more people. Mm-hmm. So she was like, can you start an account to friend me so I can like loop you into this game? And I was like, fine. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I even had an account to begin with. Yeah. And then there was a while that like people would do like invites to like birthday parties and Yeah, that never happens. Events. But Facebook still is, as everyone knows, useful for reminding me when it's someone's birthday. Because yes. I'd like to text people on their birthdays or tweet at them. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, it's a wasteland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are the ways you can reach out to us. I think I said all of them. Um, Natalie, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't. Um, but if you like this episode, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars, why don't you? Um, yeah, leave us a review. Leave us a review. We don't have any... I don't think we have... Any new ones? Any new reviews. Oh, I'm um, looking right now. But it's real easy to give us five stars. Or one star, whatever. No, we don't have any new reviews. Yeah. Um... Call to action. We want your holiday traditions, your present opening style. Yeah. Probably um, some other stuff that we said. Yeah. And all of the other calls to action. Yeah. Still, you guys should be writing these down as you listen to the still episode. Still apply. Yeah. Take note. <laughs> um, until next time. Oh, yeah. And also email us from the past. <laughs> if you were listening to these yes. episodes way after they yes. initially dropped, we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. This is a call to action for way in the future. Yes. I'm sorry. Until next time, what? Uh, catch us at Meatloaf Charlie's. Okay. Okay.